Welcome to Plans Are Booked, a podcast for every reader. I'm Molly Geller. I'm Stephanie Blackburn. And I'm Caitlin Madison. Welcome. Okay. I'm catching my breath. I am catching my breath right now. Something serious just happened. Steph gave us an early holiday gift, and I can't even contain. I can I shoot star beams out of my fingertips now? Like, I think we just got one of the most incredible gifts I've ever received. That That's not hyperbole, people. We just got Victorian princess paintings. Like, they look like oil paintings. Like, we look like the freaking Mona Lisa, only better, like more decorum. And Steph has one, and Molly has one, and I have one, and our real faces are on these oil paintings. It looks like it's from the 1700s. We all have our own style of dress that Steph designed on Etsy and picked for us, and we look like we are about to be in a period piece on Netflix. It's unbelievable. I'm quite literally communicating from the beyond right now because I'm deceased. Can I tell you that the reason that I did this is because for years I wanted someone to gift me this with my cat's faces, and I just thought, if I ever framed something like that, I will be the laughing stock of every single person who comes in the house. So I did us instead. I think I'm going to frame these, put them in my hallway, and say these are my ancestors. I'm 100% framing it. Yeah. And not just my own. Like, I can't just have my portrait up there. That's no, like all so three. gauche. I'm not doing that. All three. All three or bust. And people are going to be like, who are these people? And I'm going to be like, these are the bees that I podcast with, a.k.a my family tree basically victorian never the waistlines thank you stephanie by the way on the waistlines we look amaze i really thought i was gonna get eye rolls like no i think our brains (laughs) short-circuited because we were like i want this everywhere immediately i don't i said to them i don't know where to post this first I i couldn't have hit the download button any faster i have this as a jpeg for the rest of the life of my body and the internet. Yeah. We're, we're speechless, which for us is pretty I rare. Just, I mean, I feel like 2023 has had a lot of ups and downs. So treat yourself, you know? I just love that you treating yourself is like we all get Victorian portraits. <laughs> you get a Victorian dress and you get a Victorian dress. It is, it looks so real it's just it's almost disturbing it's really really funny but if i think about it too hard like it's gonna freak me i will say for sure we will be sharing these on our instagram accounts you can look forward to seeing them there but she customized every element of this like what we're wearing if we're seated or standing it's spectacular mine has a landscape in the background that's like very it feels very springtime in Frozen. That's the era that I'm getting from that. I was originally going to pick the one for myself where she's sitting side saddle on a horse. And I was like, I already have pictures of me on horses. Like, I need something different. And the outfit I picked is not something I would ever. It's like, it's so much crushed velvet. And like, it's cascading. 
I mean, you look like you're ready for the, like a Met Gala theme. I look like I'm in some Nordic country. The background is very maybe like Denmark. Sure, sure. Molly, Steph's comment was, well, I gave you the most jewels. And I'm seated on a throne. That's correct. That's correct. Wearing a tiara. In addition to all the jewels. I mean, I feel like I look more blingy than Queen Elizabeth at the Jubilee. It was purposeful. It's so good. It's so stupidly, wonderfully good. I'm glad. Um, wow. I know it's really hard to move on from that because I think we could spend an hour, oh, truly an hour, analyzing all the decisions made and how we look now as Victorian princesses. But I think um, I'm going to keep the gift train rolling. Oh, I forgot. Wow, so, I feel like such a loser tonight. I like came empty handed. Everybody's like, you get an early. It's like Oprah in here. And I'm like, I have nothing. I'm like, yeah, we're in a like favorite things mode because it's holiday season and we're failing it. Okay. All right. Okay, so I said to the gals right before we started recording, this is not book related, but it is a gift that I found and I felt I needed to give them immediately. I couldn't wait until December 24th. So I'm going to hand you the bag. There's two things in it. There's identical, but there was one for each of you and they're fragile. So just pull carefully. Okay. Just a moment, listeners. So nervous, but excited. Okay. One okay. for each of you. In hot pink tissue paper, since I know people are So listening. I'm to take something out of this bag and then hand it to Steph? Exactly. I, like, close my eyes? No. Oh, okay. You take one and Steph will take the other one. Just don't open yours, I guess. Okay, passing of the bag is happening. In true Molly fashion, it's in hot fuchsia mm -hmm. tissue paper. Of course. Okay, here we go. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yep. Here they go, unrolling the tissue paper. Oh. Stop it right now. Have you seen these? I'm dead. Dead. Oh. R.I.P. me. So we got beautiful, I think these are called soda can glasses. I'm only ever drinking clear liquids out of this. So it is a soda can glass, so a glass that's shaped like a soda can. And hand-painted, it looks like, okay. on it is every single symbol of Taylor Swift that you could possibly picture. And I don't even know if I want to drink out of this, Molly. No, I don't want it to get... It's a hand wash only. I feel no. like this is, like, maybe for pens or, uh -huh. I don't know, something. I'm not going to taint this with my lips. Yeah. That's oh. how beautiful oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, because then, like, if you have chapstick or anything on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I it's am... pristine. Okay, but we do. Okay, this brings us to something not that Steph and I just did, but that we have up. Oh my God, the Cornelia Street. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Steph and I have an upcoming event that we will bring these in the bubble wrap. Stuff and that they're not going to leave the parking lot. Though. No, we're just going to yeah. hold them up. Yes. We won't drink out of them yes. or anything that would taint them. But Steph and I are going to the Patriots Chiefs football game, and Steph's never been to a football game. And that is not true. Oh, that's not true. An NFL game? Yes, I've seen the Patriots before. Oh, my lad. My bad. Well, Mar well, the other person, Margaret, has not been to a game before. Um, but. 
we're going to see Travis Kelsey and maybe Taylor Swift will be there because she was just in Green Bay. And Green Bay, no offense to Green Bay, they know who they are. They know what they are. They know who they are. New England's way cooler. And she has a house like 25 minutes from the stadium. So come on down, Taylor. We're ready for you at Gillette Stadium. And watch the Kansas City Chiefs win because the Patriots could not be any worse if they tried. I feel like maybe we should also wear our sweaters underneath <clears throat> our coats. You mean our cardigans? Sorry, I'm sorry. If for no other reason than to take the photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we can put them back in the car. Yeah. Oh, How many people gosh. do you think are going to have shirts that say karma is a guy on the Chiefs? A lot. I would say a lot because Gillette Stadium is the first stadium that Taylor Swift ever sold out. Molly and I were at that show. No big deal. Um, And it's like she calls it Foxy Fox, bro. I mean, she's got like nicknames for it. She had her first rain show there. She had another rain show there this year. Like she freaking loves Gillette Stadium. And yeah. I've Chances just, are high, right, that she'll be there. You guys checked her schedule. You know, I was feeling a little... Yeah, she, she's not She's not performing again until the new year. Till February. Tokyo? Yes. Um, I was feeling a little Delulu for a while, but then she went to Green Bay last night, and now my Delulu will come Trululu. <laughs> I can't wait. And now I have these glasses. We're going to be so on brand, Molly really excited i can't even oh my gosh so many nice things already really in the holiday spirit now guys i have some updates oh let's do it let's get right into it tomorrow we are doing our um final walkthrough of the house um and i i mean i can picture it in my mind but we raced through it the first time so i'm excited to see the level of grossness um and then we took my dad out for um, birthday dinner on Saturday. Oh, was that where Marissa was having oysters? <laughs> he, in typical father fashion, I told him that there were um, reservations available at 5 or 7.45. So I knew to pick the 5 o'clock one. We sit down at 5, which is when it opens. Um, I text him. I say, you know, we're like in the front window, straight ahead, blah, blah, blah. And he calls me, which is like an immediate red flag instead of just texting back. He says, um, I thought the reservation for was for six. So we're going to be like 35 minutes. <laughs> so Marissa and I ordered cocktails and oysters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else is there to do? Yes. Um, but also earlier that day, I finished the first draft of the book. Hell yes. Though. Tell the people what they want to hear. How many words is that, bitch? Um, I actually don't remember, but I think I stopped looking at 115,000 words. 115,000 words. That's not letters, keystrokes, it's words. And it's not in huge font. I've seen it. And it's yeah. good. It's like Thank really you. good. I've only read half of it so far, but it's really good. Um. Mm -hmm. Wow. Big week. Yeah. That's a big week. And I just spent yesterday and today painting a, a friend's house. So, I, I mean, I've been busy. Yeah. yeah. 
I um, celebrated my mom's 70th birthday early yesterday. She has a Christmas Eve birthday. She's probably going to hate that I said how old she is on this podcast. But you know what? I don't even think she's figured out how to listen to it yet. So, oh, well. In that case, happy early birthday, Joyce. Yep. So we took her, my brother and I and my stepdad and my sister-in-law, we took her to the North End for an early dinner on Sunday. And then we went to the Bruins game. And Bruins games, for those of you that aren't into hockey, it's three periods, 20 minutes each, 60 minutes total. We went 35 minutes without a goal. So like almost the end of the second period, this game is scoreless. There's been like five or six power plays, pretty evenly spread and missed opportunities and just like nothing was happening. Do you know that Marissa and I played hockey? Yes, but Molly, I don't know if she knew. And also the people listening, are they hockey people? Probably not. Um, Hockey romance readers. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps. So anyways, the other team scored with five minutes left in the second. And then in the third period, Brad, Brad Marchand had a hat trick. So he scored three goals all in the same period, which I've seen a hat trick before, but not in one period. Place was on fire. It was awesome. Um, great night. It was raining out. We wanted to walk around and see some Christmas lights, but that couldn't really happen because it was raining too much. Um, but other than that, great day. And um, yeah, onward. Ready for the holidays. Ready for Taylor Swift to be in Gillette Stadium next to me and stuff and Margaret. And it's just going to be a joy. I too was at a rink yesterday, a different rink. Um, I spent the afternoon with my little cousin, Lila, who skates at the Skating Club of Boston. So I got to hang out there for a while, which was very cool. And then we had like such a holiday afternoon. We baked cookies. We watched this new movie on Amazon Prime, Candy Cane Lane, for anyone else who's already watched it. Very adorable. Is that the Eddie Murphy one? It is. And you know what? When I saw the like little preview box that they put up that you can read as you're scrolling, I was like, nah. And then we started it and it was adorable. Good to know. I really enjoyed it. Great cast. His wife is played by Tracy Ellis Ross, who I love in absolutely everything. The three actors who play their kids were excellent. Um, and it's about a neighborhood light fight decoration contest. And it was fab. I really enjoyed it. Exactly two hours. Does your little cousin celebrate Christmas? She does. Okay. Yes. Her cool. mom grew up in a big Christmas celebrating house. And so they are big into it. They had one tree up of the two trees that they always do. The one in their den family room was up, but they are cutting down, I believe, the bigger one, which had not yet happened. So hopefully by the time I get there again next weekend or the weekend after, it'll be up and decorated. I love that you have a little cousin that you can fulfill Christmas desires. Oh, yes. And not feel, you know, you're, you've, you've got a partner in crime. I like that. She also spends Christmas morning here with me. I know. Yes, it is nice to have a co-conspirator in my not-so-secret love of Christmas. Um, We are going to talk about a Christmassy book today, but before we get into that, we had a question from a listener. Reader alert, listener alert, reader alert. So first, I want to thank Sally for this question. She said... Am I a monster if I take all book jackets off of my hardcover books before reading them? 
Say no. I also say no. I say no and I do this weird thing which is sort of an in-between where like I'll use it sometimes as the bookmark. You know what I'm saying? That feels dirty to me. <laughs> that feels like when you dog-eared pages in my book and I like had a mini freak out. I see that we're still not over that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, if you're going to treat the jacket like that, take it off. Okay. I do sometimes like, sometimes there's a surprise in like the binding. Have you noticed that on certain books? Where I'm almost like, why did we need the jacket? Because this is actually gorgeous. But I'm not going to take the jacket off and potentially harm the binding, you know? What I will say to Sally is I appreciate the desire to keep the book intact. I feel like I should do it more often than I do. Um, and in addition to that, if I am traveling with a hardcover book, the jacket is never coming with me. That always gets left behind because it gets so smushed in luggage, backpacks, whatever, that I'm, I always regret it. So I will say I consistently take jackets off if the book is, is traveling someplace with me. Um, we need more comments. We need more. I liked that. That was fun. Thank you, Sally, for being our first person that has like legitimately not like a, you know, swing by comment like, oh, I'd love to listen to it. Uh, this was like a genuine book nerd question. We want to, I, I would like to field more of those um, just because. One, it's fun, and two, it's nice, like, not having to come up with all of the content on our own. It's, like, real nice for somebody to throw us a slow pitch. So thank you. Um, should we get this holiday romance discussion going? Okay. So we're talking about a book tonight called Merry Little Meat Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. And um, Steph and I have kind of a fun backstory with this book because we are Julie Murphy fans from her YA books. So we read Dumplin' and saw the movie and all of that years ago. And Julie kind of has been straddling this like middle grade YA kind of, she kind of goes back and forth um, between the two. And so at one of our local bookstores, Wellesley Books, um, they were having an event right right before the holidays, like a month or so, month and a half. December, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds about right. Last year, um, where they were having Julie and Sierra come and talk about their holiday romance book. And Sierra Simone, I haven't read any of her books, but they are very spicy. Like the word seductive is thrown around a lot saucy forbidden is a word i see like i think it's kind of like the people that didn't get over twilight like are into her books is kind we, of the vibe i get didn't we look at one of the one that maybe was on sale and it was about like a priest yes, or something it's like a priest gone bad like it's like dirty she's writing borderline pornos i'm pretty sure so there was that crowd there which was their own type of person. 
And then there was the Julie Murphy crowd that was like Dumplin' and like Preppy and a lot of teachers. I saw somebody there I knew. like, <laughs> And none of us, I feel like, really knew. That, like, I don't know if I want to say the majority was Julie Murphy, but maybe it, it was, was. It was a small group, though. Yeah, it wasn't a ton of people. But the bookstore people, like made fudge and like had hot cider and it was like this intimate like let's sit in the basement of this bookstore and like talk with these two gals that wrote this real saucy holiday romance and they're bffs i love the story of how they came up with it where they decided to go on a writing retreat to work on their own independent projects and didn't they say they were watching i can't even remember they found out that the other person had the same guilty pleasure, which was the Hallmark Channel. Yes. And then they while decided, they were on this writing retreat, like sharing a huge hotel room. I think, no, I thought it was like a cabin in the woods. Wasn't it? Ca- I, I think it was. I think it was like the middle of like Oklahoma or something. They were like, they were supposed to be just writing and instead they were like indulging in movies the entire time. And then they said, wouldn't it be funny if we wrote a rom-com that kind of centers around a Hallmark Channel holiday movie. Because I, I think that they, was it that they specifically like Hallmark holiday movies or was it all home? I think it was holiday movies. Honestly, don't remember. And then isn't Sierra, isn't, didn't she say she's like half Jewish or something? There was some like punchline where she was like, oh, and by the way, like I barely even, you know, whatever. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, they were a hoot together. Absolute yeah. hoot. They both were wearing like they both had like bright red lipstick and like killer makeup and like they had their nails done for like holiday the holidays. Like they it was like really funny. And then their publishing company gave out all this swag. What was some of the swag? Um the North Pole matches. Oh yeah, which is a strip club in the book. Ma- a matchbook. Like, when's the last time you saw a freaking matchbook? I just want to high five their marketing person because there are so many gems inside of this book, and they picked some of the most fun and unique stuff to do for the swag. Oh, I have a keychain. Oh, yes. I'll go grab that after. There's a keychain, and then th- I think there was a holiday ornament, but I didn't see it in my ornament oh, box yes. this year. Yes, you're and right. And I think it just, it was like a heart that said a merry little meat cute or something yeah. like that. It was adorable. Um, and there might have been stickers. There was a tattoos bookmark, like a laminated, like a nice bookmark. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, so we went and like ate all these treats and like laughed our butts off because they're both really funny and like they're very quick witted and they like play off of each other really. Like it was kind of like watching a Gilmore Girls episode. Like the two of them were just kind of bantering back and forth, and they were like, "Oh shoot, we're supposed to be like promoting this book." So it was like you just kind of like fell into one of their like random conversations. And so that was like really fun and intimate. And like when we left the basement and went upstairs for the book signing, like it took a while. And like I couldn't believe how many people bought like every single book the store had. They were like, oh, I don't have it in this cover. And I was like, oh, my God, we've got hardcore people here. They're buying the different covers of books that they already own, which is like. That's some Swifty level shit right there. That's majorly next level. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, but then the line took a really long time to get the book signed because everybody had like 75 books to get signed. 
which is like a good problem for them to have. But for us, we were like, okay. But it was really a fun event. And so we have that book to talk about. And then they came out with a sequel. And I have done a lot of the talking. So somebody else go. Go I just want to say that as a writer, I was thinking about this today before we sat down together. As a writer, I cannot imagine writing a book with another person. I feel like it would be very difficult to sort of merge your two voices so seamlessly, but they do a very good job of it. And I'm not sure if maybe they each took a person because it alternates between two characters. Maybe each of them took a person and decided this is going to be my character to write. But also the fact that Sierra comes from like, she's used to writing saucy stuff and Julie doesn't. So I feel like she had to step out of her comfort zone to get into this because it's it's very saucy. So I do have that same thought of how did they actually pull this off? Did they sit down together side by side and write things and one person talks and one person types? Did, did they, they talk about that? I don't remember. I think that they kind of, if I'm remembering correctly, they kind of did it like a writing activity that I do in class sometimes where it was like okay, I wrote 800 words, pick up where I left off. Like, it was like a pick up where I left off kind of like, and I, and like, they were like, this is at one point they were like, this is never going to get published because we're just like being so ludicrous. Like they were drinking wine and being like absolutely ludicrous, like making up the craziest scenarios. And like, you know, there's like puns galore and, you know, they just were like, having a rollicking good time with it and they were like they, we won't be able to get this published like how would we ever market this porno slash hallmark channel rom-com during the holidays with the north pole strip club that makes me think they did take turns because each chapter is a different character so they probably just went back and forth and back and forth Elon just kind of like pre-hinted at this but one of the reasons why i love this book so much is that the intersection of three of my favorite things rom-coms christmas and boy bands <laughs> we haven't even talked about that so the two main characters in this book b and nolan are in a town called christmas notch vermont shooting a movie for what in the book is called the hope channel we all know who they're talking about and nolan was in a very successful boy band and is sort of like trying to push into this new realm of a career like transitioning out of music and trying to find sort of like a new realm in acting and i also think part of the reason this book did so well and people continue to comment it anytime i share it the artwork on this cover is amazing it's adorable it feels festive it feels fun it feels like it could be part of your holiday decor on a coffee table on a shelf it just like leaps off the shelf i think that the um the cover for the second one which is called a holly jolly ever after is even cuter i said to steph it looks like a greeting card i would send it is amazingly adorable and in the acknowledgments for the second book they actually thank the cover artist with an entire paragraph because i do think it's made a difference in how they've been able to market the book and get attention for it steph do you have anything that you would like to add about a merry light thank you i mean i just love i love how light I don't want to call it fluffy, but it's like fun 
I find myself giggling a lot. They do such a great job of having the like awkward, not slapstick, but like little comedic moments that end up being just too cute for words. Um, there's one that I just read in the second book that had me giggling last night as I was reading in bed. It's just, it's like a feel good with a lot of sauce. Um, read. I don't know how else to describe it. So when I was reading it, because I just started it and these guys like read it a while ago, I realized I don't know that I've ever outside of childhood read like a specific holiday Christmas book. Like I've read books where like Christmas happens during the book, but I'm not sure that I've read like an intentional holiday book that isn't a picture book or a chapter book. I have read several in the romance category. We've talked about this on a couple of different episodes. Um, Christina Lauren has a book called In a Holidays, which I enjoyed. And Jasmine Guillory, who I also love, has one called The Royal Holiday, where one of her um, protagonists from a different book and her mother go over to England for Christmas. Um, and then I read one, I think it's called One December or One Last December um, by Josie Silver, which is about someone who spots somebody at the bus stop and falls in love with them like through the window at the bus, but it's set in the month of December right before Christmas. I've read quite a few. That is a lot. I knew it must be a thing because I was at Belmont Books yesterday and in the young adult section, they said it's there's an entire display that's like read a young holiday romance and there were like eight different books. And it was a whole display. And I was like, what? And then I thought about it and I, I did read Let It Snow which is by John Green and like a million other people. It's like a collection of short stories and they made it into a Netflix movie. The movie is adorable. The book is also adorable. Um, but that one's like more about, there are certain stories that are about Christmas, but it's more about like winter time than it is about Christmas. These books are actually not about Christmas because at least in the second one, it's February, but they're making a Christmas movie. That makes it about Christmas, I feel like, but I mean, don't you think? Yeah. It's Christmas infused. Yes. For those who have already read Maryville Will Meet You and it might be considering the second one, um, I finished it a little bit ago. So the male lead character in this book is also one of the members of the boy band. Spoiler alert. And his co-star is basically like the Candace Cameron Burr of the Hallmark Channel, like the has been on since she was a teen, blonde, angelic looking person, grew up in a religious family, and she is doing what they call Hope Channel After Dark, where the movies are a little bit steamier. And she's trying in a max. Exactly. And she's trying to kind of push herself in this new way. And it has that same just like humor and banter and definitely the sauciness. Um, and some of the side characters returned, which I was really excited to see. Like they're hysterical. Hysterical. Everyone from like the director, the producer, the makeup artist, the intimacy coordinator. And I was like, oh my God, all my friends are here again. I am enjoying it. Um and not a but, an and. 
I feel silly reading it. Like, not like embarrassed. I'm just like, here I am walking around with a merry little meat. You know what I mean? Like, this is just because, and I think it's because a lot of like, um, my friends and coworkers and stuff like would not expect to see me with something like that. Um, because I'm not like the girliest, like, like, I think the girliest thing about me is I'm a Swifty and like a lot of people are surprised by what a Swifty. They're like, wait a minute. What? Like I had my costume at school and people were like, I didn't know you were a Swifty. And I'm like, yeah. Um, wearing a shirt covered in flowers right now. I know. I know people, I don't, listen, I can't explain it. Um, but yeah. So then, you know, it's just saying it feels off brand that you would be reading this. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. Not to this is but this is what I'm saying. Not to you guys outside of the circle. Outside yeah. of the reading circle. Oh, pe- yeah. Some people on my Goodreads they're like, "Wow, you read like a lot of rom coms." And I'm like, "Yeah, sometimes I'm in the mood for like not war." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like to change it up. Sometimes it's nice to like read something that's like pleasant and funny and you know, and I'm like, do I like diss you for watching like your sitcoms? I mean, Seinfeld is literally about nothing. There's no forward momentum with that storyline and people absolutely love it. I'm like, this is my Seinfeld. Stay off. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to remember. So correct me if I'm wrong, but were they talking about how someone had wanted to option it, but they wanted to use a skinny actress? Do you remember them talking about that? I didn't until just now, but yes. Yeah. They wanted to, whoever it was came to them, wanted to like turn it into a movie and And they specifically wouldn't say who the streamer was that approached them. But whoever it was, um, they're both like beautiful, like curvy women. And they were like, "Mm, no, that's not who we pictured. That's not what we want. Like, we won't be letting that happen. And in the book, be the main character. They talk about the fact that she's plus size all the time. Yep. Yeah. So they were definitely not going to let a skinny girl play B. No, but I was impressed because they definitely turned down a lot of money for that too. It also made me wonder if Julie maybe wasn't that satisfied with how Dumplin came out because, um, she's like done that tango before and so and for her to say no after that experience i'm just wondering if it it maybe i'm this is me speculating i have no idea um but i'm just wondering if like maybe she wasn't like super excited about jumping back into something like that i also wonder if jennifer aniston was in dumplin which is like gets i mean that's as a-list as it gets i wonder if she's like i've already been to the top of the mountain like that's a good point too I don't know. Um, well, I hope that people get to know Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone now and read some holiday books and tell us what holiday books they like because, like I said before, we like hearing from people. Should we get into what we're reading right now? Well, I'll just go first because I'm just currently reading the second book. Um, it's just delightful, and I've had a really exhausting week of staring at my computer for 10 hours a day and then painting. So it's been like a nice departure from real life. Uh, Yeah. I am reading 
Tell Me Everything, which is actress Minka Kelly's memoir. She is best known, I think, as Lila Garrity on Friday Night Lights, but also was on the TV show Parenthood and has been in a bunch of other shows and movies. I actually listened to her talk about this book on the Armchair Expert podcast, and I think I was 10 minutes in when I decided I would definitely be getting this book. I have read the first, I think, 150 pages of about 275. Is it the best writing? No. But the story is unbelievable and really quite shocking, one, that she's alive, and two, that she played such a goody-goody character as her best-known role when her own life and childhood was very much, like, on the streets, living in storage units, like, just really tough, tough, tough shit. And she, I think it shows her range as an actress that she was able to inhabit this character so believably. But also, I'm amazed at everything that she's shared. And in the interview with Dax, she talked about how her mom, present day, has passed and how she didn't think if her mom was still alive, she could have ever written the book because she wouldn't have been able to be as honest. So I'm enjoying it so far. I will definitely pass it on to the two of you when I finish. Um, and it was also a good reminder that I can really enjoy non-romance books because I've been on a romance kick for quite a while. Um, I know like a few things about her because of the Friday Night Lights podcast that I did and like the like bullet point facts that I know about her are like she, like she used to be a scrub nurse before she became an actress which is like a wild transition she has some bizarre situation where I think her dad was like a backup musician for Aerosmith or was in Correct. Aerosmith Correct. and her mom had drug issues yeah okay so like those are like if you google her you can like get those fun facts um, so the fact that she like now has this book out makes me super curious just to know how it all kind of like pieced together because I feel like by the time she got Friday Night Lights, she had already like lived one full adult life, if not two. Totally. And we've talked about this in the past with other memoirs. There are photos in the center of this book, several and spanning from when she's born as a little baby all the way until present day. And she includes a ton of pictures of her mom and of Rick from Aerosmith um, and Friday Night Lights cast and a bunch of other things. And because you read a ton before you get to the photos in the middle, you're already up to like senior year of high school. It just brings much more of a vivid mental picture. So I actually started reading without realizing the photos were in there. I don't know how, but I just didn't. And then I arrived at that page and I was like, oh, Oh my god and then there were like seven pages of photos it was great so i can't describe to you the thrill that i get when i get to like put a face to a name it happens a lot when like when docuseries are made about podcasts that i've already listened to so like the murdochs are a good example or I, there was another podcast I listened to and there ended up being, I mean, I listen to all these murder ones. So when they become docuseries, I watch them. Or, I, you know, what a good one is, Serial. There's an HBO special that's about Adnan Syed and you get to see all these pictures of Hay and like all the other people that were, you know, I mean, we felt like we knew these people when Serial came out. And 
I like every time I watch a docuseries, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, this is what they really look like. And it like, it makes it more emotional for me for some reason. I think particularly with the Adnan situation, I mean, all the photos show them like in high school and then you're seeing him interviewed present day, like in a prison uniform. And so it's just really compelling and powerful for me. And so like when there are pictures included in a memoir, it really packs a punch. Um, I don't know. I, that just made me think of that. Um, I read a book in a day this week, which I don't usually do. Um, and <laughs> my mom just texted me and I have to read this too. I'm so sorry. Okay. I sent my mom the pictures that Steph had made for us. And she said, <laughs> Oh no. She said, so you stick your heads through the hole. I don't get it. Is it part of a book you're podcasting about? And where did she have it done? Etsy. Oh my God, mom. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing Etsy. No holes. No real life amusement park stick your head oh in the hole. Oh my god. Anyway, put your glasses on, mom. Jesus. Um, I read a book in a day this week. And um Molly has mentioned in a previous episode that she tore through one of my books called Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. And I was reminded how much I enjoyed that book. And so I knew that I oh this is so gross. I knew that I owned a Lynn Painter, a Lynn Painter book that I hadn't read yet, and I had to look all over my house for it through multiple stacks, multiple tote bags. Apparently, I had taken it on vacation and just left it in a tote, like in my office, which is basically my room of requirement, and has all this. I just shove crap in there. It's like my vat, my room is charging in there, and like all my unwrapped Christmas gifts, and like my, you know, my skis and like it's just like it's gotta just shove it in there and shut the door so it was like in a random tote in that room and i dug it up and i sat down and i read it and then i was like doing some chores and then i went back to reading it and then i watched the celtics and then i went back to reading it and i just was like all of a sudden done it was just finished it is um did you already see the title oh Sorry, I got so excited. It's called The Love Wager by Lynn Painter. It's an adult book. Um, she Half of her books are for adults. The other half are young adults. This is an adult book. It, The opening scene had me laughing out loud. This woman who is a tax accountant named Hallie, she decides after getting dumped by a very serious boyfriend because he just like wasn't into her anymore. And they had been together for like five years. She gets hardcore dumped and she decides that she's like, she's just going to like take the winter and just like, like own it. She's just, she's like, I'm just going to take on all these odd jobs and keep myself super distracted and save all this money and get this bomb ass apartment. And then I'm going to have like the spring of Hallie. Like that's what she decides in her head. So one of her side gigs is bartending and she's bartending at a wedding and she accidentally like disrupts a guy and a girl from getting engaged and the girl is like heinous like she's horrible and i'm not going to get into like how that all goes down because it's really really funny um but she ends up like having a one night stand with the guy who doesn't get engaged that day and then they like 
end up becoming friends on a dating app like weeks later and they decide to like help each other find their like one true love and then like like they sort of like each other and it's like you know chaos ensues and so like it's so funny because like the whole time that they're helping each other date they're like actually dating each other and it is adorable and they're both wicked funny like the banter is really good in this book so i kind of felt like i was like watching a movie or like reading a script rather than a book because it was just like that fast and i loved it and now i'm giving it to molly because she's on the lynn painter getaway train i was gonna say guess who's reading it next that would be me yep my mom update has not said anything after i said etsy no holes holes. (laughs) like i don't i need to know a lot more of her thought process on this commentary because it doesn't make any sense but you know she's turning 70 so it is what it is Watch this be the first episode she ever listens to where you drop her age multiple times. You know what? I, you know, I was thinking about it. And when she was like asking me how to get a podcast, I was like, did she never listen to my Friday Night Lights podcast? Because that thing was legit. Like, that was like, I interviewed a lot of cool people for that. And now I'm thinking, like, looking back on it, I'm like, she might not have ever listened to the damn thing. Maybe she had some assistance. Maybe someone was helping cue it up for her each time. It would have been me. I lived at home during that time. I was like in grad school. Maybe you were like, mom, saddle over here while I press play on this. Or she, I mean, I was literally recording in my brother's bedroom. He was at college and I was in grad school. And so she could have like listened outside the door, I suppose. I have no idea. I don't know. And now I'm afraid to ask because she's. I don't know what her deal is now, but um, it seems to have <laughs> gotten worse, maybe. Um, okay, so that's what we're... I don't. I, I guess I'm reading A Merry Little Meet Cute. I don't know. I got so into Lynn Painter, I went to the store and bought two more books by her. So stay tuned. Next episode, I could come in and be like, I've read two more Lynn Painters. Get ready. Like I don't know. Anything could happen. I have stacks on stacks on stacks right now. I also bought a graphic novel. It's a coming of age story. I think the main character is a boy who goes on a school trip and might realize that he has feelings for a gender that he did not expect. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's been on a bunch of like great middle school reads and I teach middle school. So I bought it. Just reminded me that when I went to pick up the book that I didn't remember ordering from Belmont Books, and I told them how many books are in my TBR pile. <laughs> the woman goes, "That's a library." Stop. I that's think that amazing. I think yeah, I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. I can't. I can't find the. I can't find the name of the book that I bought, but I'll bring it the next time and I'll tell you about it. Also, three days from now, the last volume of Heartstopper comes out. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm excited, but I'm also like nervous heart palpitations a little bit because you just want it to end with a nice sequined bow. You know what I mean? And like, I think she'll do it. I think she'll do it for us. Um, But if the show 
if the show and the books hadn't become as beloved as they are, I'm wondering if maybe she wouldn't have put it with a bow. Like, I'm wondering if we tainted her ending or if she always had it planned. Like, is this a lost situation where they're like, we knew the ending from the start? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that she did. I don't know if she knew it was going to be this many volumes. So I'm going to definitely this week be looking into some interviews with her to just kind of find out, like, I need some background info, basically. Yeah, true. I guess because the Netflix show exploded and really was so popular, I'm sure that she was feeling the pressure for this volume. I think that she's going to give us what we want. I believe. I really hope so. Um, if y'all want to keep tabs on what we're reading and also see pictures of us as Victorian queens, you're going to have to follow us on Instagram over at Plans Are Booked. We would love to hear from you. Please, as Caitlin said, send in more of your questions and thoughts. We would love to answer questions on air, respond to things that you're curious about. We definitely want to hear what you're reading for the holiday season. Send it all our way so we can increase Caitlin's volume of books set at Christmas time. And also, you know, if anybody gives you any books for the holidays as gifts and you're like, man, I didn't know about this book and it's amazing. I really want to open it. Like, I feel like it could be fun if we talked about cookbooks at some point, like there's, you know, board book. There's so many different kinds of books that I think we're just like at the tip of the iceberg right now. But, you know, it's, you know, teeter, we're teetering and push us over the edge to one thing or another. Um, we also are accepting, gladly accepting emails at plans or booked at gmail.com. Um, so please, you know, drop us a note there. Let us know what you're thinking. And until next time, our plans are booked. <laughs>